Hello everyone. I don't know why I did that. I think it was a bit obnoxious, probably a little bit over the top. Uh, I am Sam Valentine and you are about to listen to an episode of This Guy Sick with myself, of course, and square posting admins, John McMahon and Derek Dobbins. Before you press play any further, you've already pressed play because you can hear this, but before you press any further, before you go any further, right, the topic we speak about today uh, is somewhat sensitive, uh, may include, we didn't try to put like full spoilers in it, but spoiler warning, there have been leaks, we're discussing leaks, we're discussing why um, certain things happen uh, with companies when they decide to write a story a certain way or what could they could be thinking and what could be going through their heads so that is a big part of this if you are sensitive in terms of like you know you need a trigger warning this is it if you don't want to listen to an episode that could go down some avenues you don't want to listen to uh, then then wait for the next one there'll be another one in a couple of days don't worry about it there'll be one at the weekend just put press pause move on for those of you that haven't got a problem with hearing about some stuff that was leaked um, and us reporting on it as a news and then us discussing the psychology behind uh, wanting to do a certain thing with your characters or or with your story that's great so now everyone else is out of the way the people that um, you know might get triggered and might not be happy with the content of this one or what we say now i've got a little little bit to say before the main episode starts and that is that there is a, a definite thing in media where tearing down the old and replacing it with something new is uh on trend and unfortunately for long-time fans of things it means that instead of watching their shows their comic books their movies uh their video games evolve to include new avenues they have to watch the avenue they have to watch the material they love be destroyed because it's not good enough for companies to introduce new themes they feel like they have to destroy the old as mentioned in this episode, Marvel Comics did it where they started replacing everyone everywhere. Where it was like, you know, we're going to replace Iron Man with a 15-year-old black girl. We are going to make Falcon Captain America. We are going to make Wolverine, uh, now X-23, is going to take over the mantle. And you're going to get a female Wolverine, a female Thor. What they did in that, they replaced the characters that you already love um in the main line names and everything like that with with new ones because of diversity because they want to uh, have more women involved they want more people of color so while they may have a righteous or um you know social reason for doing these i think they went around it the wrong way and we see this time and time again uh recently uh bat woman on tv featured lines that were just anything to do with batman is terrible batman is bad batman is rubbish i'm going to be better than batman i'm better than bruce wayne ever could have been i'm better than anything that a man could do and it's sort of like why empowering women should be its own thing it doesn't need to depower men it doesn't need to uh emasculate it doesn't need to tarnish the legacy and and shit on the legacy of that stuff and this is very much a huge part 
of what we talk about here. And whether that be uh, introducing gay, trans, uh, ethnic characters to media, then what they should be doing is adding them to the story rather than replacing them in the way that they have been going about. Now, I don't know why they feel the need to tear it down, because when we look at the statistics and we look at viewership and we look at things like that, it drops when they do it. People are no longer buying comic books like they used to because all their characters have been replaced. And then you go on Twitter and all the writers that have made these new diverse, you know, we're going to put a, a plus size character. We're going to, you know, all this stuff in it. When the fans sit and go, I don't like it. I just want to see Wolverine. I just want to see fucking Logan. Like, I like Tony Stark. What's wrong with Tony Stark? Well, he's a white man. You know, when they say that stuff and then the, the writers go on attack and then start blocking their fan base. So the people that are reading the comics then get blocked by the writers because the writers have a political agenda and a, and a way of seeing things. And to them, it's not just enough to introduce these characters or to introduce these new characters, brilliant new inclusive characters, right? They feel the need to destroy the ones you already like and replace them. And this is something that we talk about in depth on this episode. And I know for some people, if you are someone who wants these characters replaced and wants the screen down with the patriarchy and down with sis and all this stuff, this is not the episode for you because that is not no matter how far left our belief systems can be and what we believe in and how we like people to be treated equally which i do i want everyone to be given a chance everyone to be able to be who they are i want i also want queer and and um poc representation to mean something to actually matter not to just be replacing something not just have a cast of hey we're making superman black now like i don't want that i want those characters to be good to to not be we made superman black now no we've added a new fucking character and he's the shit and he's a black guy like you know like that's what i want i don't want you to replace stuff that already exists with something else i want you to give me something that is new and refreshing and done it in a way that isn't sort of a slap in the face to everything that came before so that is essentially uh you know my belief system on it and not everyone's going to agree with that even though i support every single type of person that exists i don't support the way in which um media formats decide that they're done with the old and in with the new and while they make that decision society the fan base the the, the consumers don't want that in fact the computer the consumers have, have been brought up on something and you're replacing it with something they, they're not interested in or they're not ready for that's the main part of this episode so you've had all your spoiler warnings you've had all all, all your trigger warnings if you continue to listen to this don't come at me having a winch i will just tell you to fuck off okay that i mean that that's how it's going to go with this one so again thanks for listening to this episode those who listen all the time you know what we're like we know we you know how fu how fair we are you know and how how in the middle we are with these topics so you know what to expect but if you're new and you're coming along for the ride then strap yourself in and enjoy the episode Ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, I'm Sam Valentine, the host of This Guy Sick, and today I have a square posting roundtable discussion, and before I jump into it, I was, you know, I had this great joke set up, I wanted to call us all Dragon Ball character names, I don't know why, I've been thinking about it all day, it was either that or sing something from Greece, just to, just to wind everyone up, but, so, John McMahon was going to be Vegeta, I was going to be Goku, and 
Derek Dobbins, of course, was going to be Yamcha. Oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, however, given news has been going down this week with a certain video game that doesn't want to be named uh, because they're really angry about being named at the moment and being spoken about, we're going to change it up. So today I'm Joel, John is Ellie, and Derek is Abby. How do I have to be Abby? <laughs> I think you're the most soy of us. Um, and I think it just fits the character a little bit more. Hold on, I'm the lesbian. Yes, yeah, it was, you know, I'd imagine that it's similar uh, in, you know, what, you, what you're into might be very similar to what, what Ellie is into. Yeah, you're, you're misunderstanding me. I was going to say, um, nice, but uh, yeah, I'll be Ellie. <laughs> we could do that. You fan out about Dragon Quest one time, and suddenly you're Soy and Abby. <laughs> I mean, I think they go together well as well. You know, Dragon Quest and Soy. Uh, it's a Reddit moment for me, that. <laughs> I can't wait for the Dragon Quest Twelve to come out, where it's the same guy you played in Eleven, but one of the slimes you killed, their child comes back to murder you. Mm. Does it kill your does it kill your by proxy child as well? Yes, obviously. That's how you make a good game. <laughs> Clearly. So it's weird, right? Because I think everyone's gonna know what game we are talking about. And the reason we're not saying the game's name is because there's content strikes going out for people for discussing uh leaks to to do the game even though it is newsworthy right so if you were a news channel if you were cnn and you put out a report that this had happened no one's going to come after you but unfortunately if you are a podcast a, a youtuber uh you know even people on twitter are having tweets taken down uh, by copyright laws and stuff it's all it's all a very strange strange one but basically what's happened with this stuff especially this week is that they've just been coming hard and heavy with you cannot talk about this game you cannot um say anything bad about the game you cannot insult the game you cannot say that it's shit or that you don't like it or even people saying i'm canceling my pre-order they're getting bans on twitter for, for even saying that good fucking god say goodbye to your free speech people well, it's, it's, it's just hilarious to me, too, because Atlas actually tried to do a similar thing. Uh, when Persona 5 came out, they were like, oh, we're going to copyright strike you, and we're going to ban you if you stream the ending too early. So, of course, everybody ended up streaming the ending early. Every time you make a big deal out of leaks is when they get spread around more, because they know it bothers you. Yeah, um, and, and the weird thing about it is, there's a negative wave that comes along with that. There's like a, like, um, as soon as they start moving in that direction, they're not buying themselves any grace. And I think they're very much out of touch of who their fan base are, uh, and what their fan base are and who's buying their games and who has been buying their games for years that when they move in that direction, all they're doing is pushing away their core fan base. Right. Right. Well, you're pushing away the ability to actually criticize something. So if you're a person in any position of authority, like if you look at any of these sponsored uh, content ads on Facebook, you'll see these big corporations or even small corporations put out a 
product and they'll sponsor the ad for it and it shows up in your timeline on Facebook and they don't go and systematically delete comments that don't agree with them, they leave them up even if that comment, uh, generally speaking, is advertising another product that might be better. I mean, that's those are the rules we all kind of play by, but when you come out with something it becomes a hot topic for a certain reason that I'm sure we're going to dive into later. Uh, and you prevent people from talking about the entire thing because of one, uh, one topic within that thing. It, you just absolutely destroy what it means to have free speech. I, I mean, I, I get that people are upset. I really do. But as the master lover of cringe, I was super pumped. I just got to say, I loved it when I read it. It sounded like what um, a 12-year-old <laughs> that had watched like a trailer for The Last of Us would be like, but what if in the sequel we killed him off and then you got to like, you know, I, I loved it. I loved it. It was so exciting yeah. to me. It's like they read someone's Tumblr fan fiction and went, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jim from accounting was just like, you know what the kids really like? LGBTs. We'll throw one of those in. Uh, but we but we already have a, pro, uh, a protagonist. Oh, oh, if, if you kill him off, that'll be a mega twist. A really mega twist, guys. How about you kill them both off? <laughs> it, it's fucking bizarre, right? It's like, with the game in particular, we knew a character was gay because they set it up in a DLC, right? And I don't think there was any backlash to that. I think people were like, okay, fair play. There's a, there's, there's a gay character in it. But the problem is, we've, what we've come to now is that character is not gay enough. That character does not wave the flag enough. We need to go deeper. We need to go, what is the most um, egregious of them? What is the one that faces the most criticism? What is the one that faces... If, you know, or, or what's the one who gets the most negativity? We're going to do that. And I think the reason they do that is to be um, provocative, but also to be an ally. It's, well, it's it's pandering the way I see it. Uh, now, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't play the first iteration of this game, which I believe we're going to hereafter refer to as the first of us. Uh, I didn't play. I didn't play the first of us, and I probably won't play the second of us. But from what I could glean, there are these two very important characters, the central protagonist of the first game. In the second game, there is a side character who was a child in the first game, uh, who one of the protagonists. Can I say his name? You can say his name. Yeah, Joel is is charged with killing the father of if i'm not incorrect yes so now this character in the second of us is charged with incredibly important tasks just to not spoil anything for anybody but this character who is arguably the most in important character in the second of us now has these important things they need to do in the story incredibly important things they need to do in the story that would wash away a lot of what you experienced in the first of us and this character is little more 
than a shoebox for the developer of the game and the writer and the creative quote unquote genius behind this series to stand upon when they proclaim their beliefs to the world rather than it being an organic good character that is put into the story for a fucking point to illustrate something thematically this is just a proxy for the person who designed that character to proclaim their beliefs to the world it's nothing more than that that's what it seems like to me you know, uh, have you uh, in Avengers: um, Infinity War? I was just thinking that this basically is like, you know, those weird demon dog things that Black Panther spends way too long fighting in Infinity War. Like, if Captain America right. killed one of those, then he beats Thanos. He's just like, yeah, we beat Thanos, and then like the child of one of those random demon dogs that Black Panther was killing comes back and then just axes Captain America in the head, and it's like. This is my story now. He's going to kill but me. You know what? That could be fine. It, it, it's like it's funny, and it's true when you put it that way. But it, it could be fine if there's a good if there's a good enough reason. I think there's a good enough motivation there. But what they did with the character, how they turned the character from what could potentially be a three dimensional, living, breathing person that you actually identify with and understand. Uh, why they're doing what they what they are doing this person just becomes a two-dimensional poster board for the beliefs of one person who is writing the game yes and here is the the bit that bothers me i really would love to play a game with well-rounded uh gay and queer characters and trans characters in that the fact that they their their identity isn't their soul um their gender or sexuality that that identity is not their sole reason for being and isn't um like a huge marketing campaign or something to do with it what i would like is to play as a character that i can really get behind and feel their emotions and know who they are and then the fact that they are trans or the fact that they are gay is just part of that character what i feel like happens especially with video games and in hollywood is they go right we need this character to now be trans we've written a character but we need it to be trans because we want to appeal to that community and let them know we support them instead of going into it going we are writing a trans character they go right we wanted this weird revenge thing that we were going to do um and that was going to be the villain, but fuck, we can't have the trans person as a villain now we've changed it. We need them to be the real hero of it, and we need to tell you that the shit you loved before was the evil in the world. I agree with you, and just to um, bring a juxtaposition or a contradiction to that, look at the way they did, uh, I think his name is Andrea Rodea in 7R. I thought that was a sick LGBT character. I actually liked him. Like, of the new additions they made to the game of Final Fantasy VII Remake, like, I didn't like any of the additions except for him. Like, I thought he was sick. I didn't like the dance scene so much, but, like, that's a character with confidence. That's a character who rules the fucking room. He's just, he's sick. He's like a vampire or something. He's like what Vincent Valentine should be. Like, that's a sick character, and you don't have to know anything about him. He's he's just like a – you don't even know what alignment he is. Is he – Is he? Like, he's definitely gay, but, like, is he 
transitioning. You don't know any of that. It's it's all left ambiguous, and that's a, a strong LGBT character. So what you're saying, Sam, is does the fact that uh, a person or a character in a story does the fact that they are of the LGBT community really need to be the forefront of who they are as a character? I don't think so either. It's, you know, him, to to talk about him, to talk about uh, Andrea and uh, 7R, what that felt like to me was what queer things felt like in the 90s so when you would watch a tv show in the 90s or you'd see something uh, back then and it was queer orientated there was like a grittiness to it there was a realism to it and it also like you said commanded the room took over everything you you could see it all like you you could understand that this person is a rounded character and there's something about them. there's a charisma about them and that's something that was around a lot in the 90s with television when you would watch anime and they just had that random fabulous fucking character in it right and everyone knew what the character was they didn't need to tell us we got it we understood it they've kind of lost that now like they, they've lost that because for the sake of their political belief system they are making this an addition to their art rather than making it a part of their art I think they are making it a marketing arm of their art. Uh, I don't think Square Enix, just to talk about them for a second, realize the gold they struck with a character like Andrea Rodea. And instead, other developers with other games like The Second of Us are going to focus on these other characters where it's made very clear and very apparent that this is what they are, and this is all that they are. And look at this hand while I'm doing this thing with the other hand. Oh, what am I doing with the other hand? Oh, just destroying the characters that you grew to love in the first of us. Yeah, and um, Derek, like, what, what, what is it with you, right? Obviously, you, you, you are on the uh, the 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 LBGT spectrum. How, how do you feel about the way these things are handled? Um. In my opinion, um, kind of like what you were guys were saying, in terms of representation, um, you know, I'm the B in LGBT, but in, you know, I get enough flack from the LGBT community for that on my own, but I would much prefer to have a character that's just a part of their life. Just like for me, my um, orientation is just a part of my life. Now, I think with them making a trans protagonist i actually don't think there's anything wrong with that it doesn't necessarily hurt the narrative but i do agree that it kind of feels like when you have an lgbt protagonist that it's used tokenly like the goal is to draw your attention that we have a protagonist that's lgbt and that's not normal um instead if you're actually progressive you should want that type of character to be normal where it's like oh it doesn't change it at all to have somebody that just happens to be gay as your protagonist. And, and let's be clear about this because I might be out of the loop on this and I might need to be clarified on this. But from what I understand, the way I saw this character in screenshots, they appear to be actively transitioning into another gender. But the story of the second of us takes place at least 20 or almost close to 20 years after a zombie apocalypse. 
So how the fuck is that possible? It's almost even like comically reinforcing how how much this character's sexuality is shoehorned into their existence. See, I kind of forgive it myself just because like I mean, it's a game with zombies and crap in it. I mean, it's one of those things where it's kind of like suspension of disbelief. I'm cool with that aspect. What I'm not cool with is once I think Naughty Dog is proving my theory that almost every single game company doesn't understand why people like their series. Like when The Last of Us came out at first, for people that are for people that remember uh, when the game we are speaking of did come out, that game when it first came out, it was just sent, looked like a survival horror game. And it was like, oh, and it's got a really deep plot. It's got a lot of cool characterization. Then it got its reputation as this art house Citizen Kane type game after people had played it. And I think Naughty Dog was thinking to themselves, okay, well, we didn't make it with the intention of it being that, but that's what it became. So what do we do? And they're like, oh, we have to find a politically charged issue to you know, make the game seem deep since the first one was, and they ignore the fact that the reason the first game was deep had nothing to do with political issues. It's just, it felt refreshing to see characters that were very three-dimensional, that felt like real people. The relationship between Joel and Ellie as the surrogate father, that's what people were into. It, it wasn't a political thing. Right, and then in the second of us, you have you're going to have a character unless they rewrite it, which I doubt is going to happen. I don't know how close this thing is to release, but in the second of us, you are slated to have a very one-dimensional character destroy everything you loved about the first game. And just to make this clear, I it, it's not that I disagree or it can't have suspension of disbelief as for the transitioning aspect of this character it just goes to illustrate there are multiple impossible hoops this character would have to jump through to be the one thing that they are in the story and that thing doesn't even hold up compared to what they have to do yes so to put it bluntly in the post-apocalypse uh zombie apocalyptic world why is gender a discussion? Because survival is the discussion. Clothing, for example, isn't about this is what men wear, this is what women wear. It's like this is what we fucking found. This is what is practical for us to scavenge, for us to survive. Haircuts, tying it back, cutting it short. Everyone's going to be doing it, male or female, or, or any other uh, on the gender spectrum that you are, right? Everyone is kind of having to be the same. You can't suddenly go, I'm going to be really overly feminine in the fucking zombie apocalypse. Or I'm going to be overly masculine in the zombie apocalypse. Both of these things are kind of neutered into one form anyway. So there is no sort of discussion needed about how someone feels about their gender identity in a world that has been broken down to a primal core values that gender does no longer, you know, it no longer exists outside of the, uh, well, no, gender doesn't exist anymore, pretty much. In, in, a, in a world where we've devolved, the only thing that would exist would be sex and sexuality, for sure. But gender, as we know it, would cease to exist in a world where survival of the fittest now rules. Right. Um, and just to make it clear again how many jump, uh, how many hoops 
this person has to jump through, um, the figure that is achieved by the character in question is not, generally speaking, possible for somebody who is biologically female. Um, it's it, That is hormone therapy, is what it is. It appears to be that way. Now, to to say that perhaps it did exist, so the, the character in question, its dad is like a doctor um, from the first game. So I will put in there that there is a medical aspect to it. And because this is set afterwards, we don't know how much of society is being rebuilt. So there could be a chance that some sort of hormone therapy is available because society has tried to rebuild or, or something along the lines of that. But I, I, it's more about just how fucking jacked the character looks in general. I mean, I don't even think in a world where you're scavenging and you, you're going to find men that jacked, let alone, let, let alone someone who's transitioned to male who looks that jacked. Here's a, I'll tell you why. Because if you look up female bodybuilders or any of the women who hold world records for any of the major lifts like a sumo deadlift or deadlift or um, bench press, they don't look anything like that. They're yeah. jacked women. They're not like dude looks like a jacked prepubescent boy. You're like somebody who you're feeding a ton of donuts to. So hopefully he can make the football team when he gets into high school. That's what that character looks like giving him a couple of injections of steroids in his ass, you know, that's kind of what yeah. you're getting at, you know, it, right. it's, it's a bizarre choice. And the reason it's, it's a bizarre choice is one. I think is an after, I, I don't think when they were writing the story originally, this was in it. The, the reason I don't think that is without going into the leaks too far, because, you know, as I said at the beginning, you can get in trouble for talking about them so much that if I was to just take everything we've just said away from it, you have a story that is very much like the Japanese um, book, Lone Wolf and Cub, which is also an anime as well of it, about a father finding someone who is not biologically their son or daughter and raising them as their own. And that is the, the in and out best part of the first game. So you go from that, and now you have a new game and you as a player are going, this is a continuation of the stories of people I love. The This is more of that, because I loved that, and I thought that was fucking awesome, and I want more of that. What you get instead, despite the trailers, despite the adverts, despite the posters that are showing you, this looks like more of what we had in the original. You play the game for a bit, and then suddenly, those character, one of those characters that you love is murdered, and instead of it being about the daughter character being raised and her going on revenge against the murderer, no, 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 no. You now play as the murderer because the real revenge story comes from the stuff that you thought was brilliant in the first one is now evil and bad. And this character, however, is all righteous and good. And you must kill those that you've already become emotionally attached with a blank slate that you're not emotionally attached to. So without the gender politics involved, that's still a fucking bad idea. I, I gotta say, um, and maybe I'm coming from, they're gonna be like, it's the libtard's opinion, 
But um, <laughs> I, I kind of see that same argument that, you know, they are using this character to put a political narrative uh, forward. And I actually got to say, um, I don't, if it's done well, I don't necessarily see what's wrong with that. Because let's say even take zombie culture, um, like zombie media in general, like Night of the Living Dead, like the classic that like all zombie media is built from, that story was used to illustrate racism. That's why there's a black character that is the main hero that dies at the end. The creator has said that was his goal with how he did the film. And to say that it needs to be apolitical, I just feel like... I don't necessarily agree with that because, you know, this is written by somebody. And if they wanted their character to be trans, I actually think that's completely okay as long as it's done well. Because I honestly can't think of any of the popular zombie films that have been made that haven't been for a political agenda. Since a lot of times in zombie films and books, zombies are used to represent something else. Either an ignorant public or like, you know followers like usually the theme is that the zombies are more symbolic they're not in in the course of the story okay well first off just because another work of fiction uses zombies as a metaphor to describe something else doesn't mean that this game needs to do that if it didn't already do that in the first second off i agree with you derek i don't think there's actually any problem with the direction they chose to take the story, I think it it could actually hit very hard and impact some audiences in a way that was unforeseen in, in, in a very uh, profound way that could make you connect with this story on a deeper level than any other maybe zombie story, especially ones like movies that you didn't actually get to play. The problem is that the character charged with these incredibly important tasks in the second of us isn't a character from what we've seen now we i could be wrong i haven't seen all of the leaks this could be one of the deepest stories that i've ever had the privilege of probably not playing <laughs> to be honest with you but <laughs> it, it it could be like fucking incredible it, it, they could do a really good job with it. It's still possible, but from the leaks and from the criticism of the leaks that have aired thus far, I don't see it happening. And I think a majority of the internet is mad at this specific publisher who won't be named for more than a reason that has to do with like LGBT rights. It's, it's a weird one, again. So I think it has been hijacked. Originally, when the leaks came out, fans of the first one were like, they've done what? Like, they were just mad that this attachment that they thought, again, they thought, I'm getting more of what I love. It's like going and buying a trifle, and you're like, I really love a fucking trifle. Oh, it's a strawberry trifle. I fucking love it. You eat the strawberry trifle, and you go, I'm going to get another one. You go back for another one, it's a chocolate cake, and you're like, the fuck is this i wanted i wanted another fucking strawberry trifle right it's it's that like so originally that's what the fans were angry about but when that started happening people that were on the the more left-leaning the argument became you don't like it because you're a bigot and you hate 
a lesbian character. So that was the first thing. You don't like the fact that Ellie is is a lesbian, and there was all this there was all this kicking off about that. And the, again, those fans were saying, but they set up that she might be a lesbian in the DLC. Like we 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 have come to terms with this fucking ten years ago, or whenever that DLC dropped. Like we we've known this for years that that that's the way this was heading. We don't have a problem with that. So then they went back to the drawing board, and it was you don't like it because there's a trans character in it. And again, the fans went, that's not what we don't like. We wanted our trifle and you've given us chocolate cake. But the minute the, the minute the people on the left started saying, you're bigots, the Gamergate, all this other shit like that, the minute they started doing that, suddenly then the people on the right and the alt-right started chiming in with, you know, every kind of trans joke you can possibly imagine. To, so then the argument basically got hijacked by two political agendas on either side while the, the player base in the middle has just been forgotten about and isn't isn't being heard i agree with you that i think the trans issue on both ends has been completely elevated because from everything i've seen the character being trans probably impacts their personality but it doesn't seem to be what impacting the plot that much um but the real issue is, I kind of think of it, um, and Sam might know a little bit more about this than John, but the Marvel replacement era. Do you remember that, where Marvel was killing off all of its old superheroes and then replacing them with very blatantly, like, Captain Planet-esque, like, um, diversity quotas. Like, Hulk was Asian for a little bit. There was a black woman that was Iron Man. Um, and what they did, though, instead of introducing these characters, and making you grow attached to him, they killed the old one off, and then said, this is your new Iron Man, this is your new Spider-Man. And not only did they say this is new, they said this is better. This is better, right? They, 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 these, these characters, unfortunately, with the Marvel replacement stuff, had no flaws. The original Iron Man had flaws. You know, he was an alcoholic. You know, he, I think he beat his wife at one point. Like, they had flaws. But when they introduced these new characters, the diverse versions, they had no downside. Yeah, and it's like one thing that you can look at is Miles Morales, which a lot of people know now. I'm really glad he's gotten popular. But how they introduced him is that when he was brought into the comics, Peter Parker's Spider-Man still existed. They were two separate characters. They had you grow to like Miles. And Miles had his own niche. He had his own personality. He had his own foes. He was very different than Peter Parker. And so you accepted Miles. But The Last of Us is kind of doing what the ones that didn't last did, which is I'm going to kill off the character you like. Okay, now that they're gone, you're stuck with the character I gave you. Yeah, and and that's I think that's where the problem arouses, right? So without saying... Like, because the problem is, when we start talking now about it, we're playing fast and loose with it. We are, we are, you know, we, we didn't plan this. We, this is the the conversation that we've evolved into as we've done this this podcast. Is that some people might listen and go, "What's up with this? Like, uh, what, what's why are you talking about this? Or we don't like the way this sounds. Or are you being bigoted? Or are you being, uh, you know, close-minded right. about it?" I do. I do want to literally say that that is not like, as stated already. I would love a trans character, uh, you know, a, a, a polyamorous character. Like, 
I would love any of that stuff, any of those those identities done in a fucking really work good way. Unfortunately, from things that are leaked, this does not sound like it has been handled with care. It sounds like it has been handled with a haha. We'll show them. Yeah, exactly. It's not about not wanting a character to be LGBT. It's about wanting them to be more than that, which any member of any quote-unquote minority group should always want to be seen as is more than. The character we are specifically referencing seems to be in these leaks of this game not more than that they seem to be confined to that and that's the criminal injustice of it especially when compared again to the tasks they are charged with in the story and if you guys are listening and if you follow us on any of our social media the square posting group on facebook square posting twitter instagram this guy are sick the page on facebook anything Guys, please let us know what do you want to see in an LGBT protagonist or antagonist? What are your favorite character traits? For me, like I said, I I have to take my hat off to Andrea Rodea. Again, I think his name is. It's Andrea something in FF7R. I think that guy fucking nailed it. They nailed it with him. It's So again, I have always been a fan of queer uh you know media in some form or another i remember it very very distinctly in my teens there being this this underground maverick style that came along with it whether that be trans issues whether that be gay lesbian like any of those things there was like a gritty underground rebellious side to it and that it's what I got from Andrea definitely got this, like, this is someone who just doesn't give a fuck. And, you know, it's not that they don't give a fuck because they, they don't give a fuck because they command everything. They fucking take over. Like you said, every room that they walk into, there was that. What I'm seeing with the modern media, when they introduce um, a a queer character, it's, I'm going to put this character on some sort of pedestal and everyone around them is going to worship them, and I'm not going to explain it. I'm not going to tell tell you why, but I'm not going to show any form or, and especially with what Derek said about Marvel when they did it, Marvel did not make these characters special in any way. They just made them good at shit and could solve any mystery and were better than what we'd seen before because they have zero flaws. And that is not good representation. That is fucking terrible representation. Derek, what do you think? I, um, when it comes, it's very, it's a, I think it's a very slippery slope because, um, and I'll even, I'll admit because, um, I am a member of the LGBT community, but at the same time, you know, I'm not going to face the same prejudice as other people might. So it's very, it's a very slippery slope to tell members of that community how they should depict their characters. However, I think what we're seeing more from Naughty Dog is what do LGBT characters look like when they are sold to you by dudes that are not in that community? Because the CEO of Naughty Dog is not an LGBT person. The CEO of Marvel is far from an LGBT person, but they're selling you what they think these characters should be. 
it's like a lot of the times these characters are not created by people that share that identity. Not just what the creators of these characters think they should be, but what they think people want to see. Is that incorrect to say, Derek? No, that's what I completely agree with. It's um, They're selling you a narrative, so they look at it and let's sell the LGBT character as a victim, or let's sell them as overly flamboyant in every cliche trope, and it's kind of like, because they know that it's something they can sell and market to you. Whereas if you look right. at films and books and shows and even games that are created by people that are actually LGBT, you see a lot more diverse characters with a lot more dimensions to them and stuff like that. Like these characters are being made by a boardroom. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're there to tick boxes. You're right. It, they, they, they're being created because they have a checklist that they need to follow through on. And when the, the leaks to this particular game first came out, and it was a, you know, and I read a trans character murders one of the main characters. The cliche of stunning and brave, right? I thought, holy fuck, that's brave as fuck. You mean they're going to put a, a trans character as an evil fucking psychopath that murders people in this game? Holy shit. That's the, I've not seen that before. That's brave as fuck. Like, I like that. But then, unfortunately, I read the rest of the leaks. I mean, that's not how they did it. That's 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 not what they did with it. I think for me, my issue with this game boils down to, and you you might disagree with me, Sam, because I know you played the first one, but it boils down to sequelitis for me in a lot of ways that you make this great product people love it the, the second the first of us or whatever um that was a game people love they connected with a lot of the characters in that story you're going to stick with them forever and it's like you had a good game it was fine it had a great beginning middle end but you you had to make the sequel you had to do the sequel when right. the first one was lightning in a bottle and so a lot of the attempts they're doing with this game is to try to recapture that. But it's kind of like when you look at a lot of the games we talk about that Square Enix was really successful with. They were successful because it was that one in a million, everything came together the right way and worked at the right time period. And then what are the worst games that Square Enix makes when they try to recreate stuff they succeeded right. with in the past? but don't know why people liked it. And this is what this game looks like to me, is that Naughty Dog was like, we need to make a lot of money. The, the first of us was so good. People loved it so much. So let's try to remake it. Okay, but why did people like it? And they're like, uh, they said it was deep. They said it had uh, complicated writing. Okay, then let's just put a political issue because that will immediate, make it appear deep. And a part of the way that I am sure the publisher or the uh, i'm sorry the producer of the game wrote this thing to be distributed they didn't account for this thing being leaked at all the entire way this plot works is if it hits you by surprise unless i'm misinterpreting it sam like this is a, 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 a this is a sucker punch is what it really is and i'm not saying it can't work 
but there are certain ways where, and I agree with everything you're saying, Derek, but there are certain ways you don't fuck with the fan base because a part of the fan base probably codes your game for you. The, there's also the, the thing that, like, yes, they're out, start, out of touch with their fan base. And, and I'm not being conspiratorial here, but do you guys remember when the Ghostbusters all-female remake came out? Yeah. And the narrative was, if you say this is shit, you hate women. That was a narrative they spat, spun, right? And I've, wa- I've watched the film. The film is shit. It has nothing to do with it being women. It is some of the worst fucking writing. It is the, the impromptu, well, we, we just we just did what we liked and we didn't follow a script and we let them say what... That, that stuff sucked. It wasn't fucking funny. There was nothing good about it. The, the characters were trite. The characters didn't fucking work. And their get-out clause to make people go to the fucking cinema was politics. The get-out clause was... Fuck you, you don't like our politics. How dare you, angry white men. I think that's what they're doing with this. It's both a marketing strategy and also an immunity clause. An immunity clause in the way that you cannot criticize this, otherwise you are a misogynist. In the specific uh, instance of a Ghostbusters remake, I've heard people actually call the Ghostbusters reboot a uh, subversive piece of media. And it isn't subversive in any way, especially when you play the same kind of games that we do on a daily basis. Like, look, Nier Automata is subversive in its idea of God, in its execution of the idea of God, and in its execution of God. Like you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, it, like there are yeah. things that are sub, sub fucking versive, and there are things where you just take a movie where it was starring all men, and then you put all women in it, but still all men are profiting from it. How is it subversive? This is nothing like what it's trying to be advertised to be. No, no, I think that's the same with 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 the fucking, you know, the the. The, the first of us too. I think we we we're in a position where probably pri- primarily non queer people wrote the story. Allies, we'll call them allies, wrote the story, um, and they haven't got a full handle of what it actually is. But then you take a game like like you said with Near and how that is subversive. But then you take a game that is fundamentally queer, like Undertale. Now, a lot of people don't like Undertale. I really, really fucking enjoyed it. That game is full of gay, queer, and gender themes the whole way through it without without trying to fucking tell you uh, some sort of political message. What it tries to tell you instead of a political message is one of feeling and understanding and of emotion. And I think that when you have a game like the first of us and you um have this emotional gut-wrenching opening to that game this connection of story that is told by pure emotion and then you flip it to a political story or you flip it to something else entirely as derek said about understanding your fan base and what your fan base want you've 180 on them and as you said john about it being a gut punch if you were to play this without knowing the leaks that 
might not necessarily be a gut punch in the right way. If it was a gut punch in the way that it breaks your heart and you end up really feeling for the other character now because you kind of understand where they're fucking coming from and you want them to win. Like, if it was able to do that, then maybe it would work. But from everything I've seen, and I, I didn't go looking, it was just fucking everywhere. That's not how they've done it. And that there are going to be people that didn't see any leaks that are going to play this, get to that point, and want a fucking refund. Wait, 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 wait. I know we we're talking about The Last of Us. Derek, come, the, the nice little app we're looking at uh, that, that we're using to do this recording, can you answer me why your name is typed in as Triple H? Wait, what? Oh, no. <laughs> I was just pressing a random button on my keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing just three, made me enter a name. <laughs> three H's in a row. It almost seems like a Triple H to me. That's definitely a Triple H. It's like he's been watching a bit of wrestling, and it's like, behold, the King of Kings. Like, he's just got in the fucking Triple H mode. He's probably walking around the house doing fucking crotch chops, telling everyone to fucking suck it. Like, Especially to my children. He's screaming at them. You've probably, got, you've probably been causing some problems with a fucking sledgehammer. and Right. It's definitely his children. He's like, what do you guys think? You're going to get some Saturday morning cartoons? Ha, <laughs> suck it. You fucking pile drive, one of them. See, I was already a Square Enix fan, so we, I already had problems with my wife. Now I'm acting like Triple H, just really just going downhill from here. Just giving your wife a pedigree. and <laughs> it, 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 uh, It's not Triple H, sir. It is... <sighs> <laughs> if 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 i knew we were doing this episode with a wrestling superstar i, I would have i wouldn't have spoken about the first of us i would have spoken about wrestling so i, th I think it's time to call i think it's time to call it quits i'm upset i'm not happy this is this has pissed me off right this whole time you know we've, we've been talking for like 45 45 50 minutes and i didn't notice once that you have put your name in as triple h <laughs> i'm so sorry that's it i'm out i'll, I'll let you two close john say, say something fucking nice say something nice well i don't have anything nice to say to our fan base other than thanks for listening yeah uh degenerates you pieces of shit uh you can always X. what was that degeneration x degeneration x thank you for listening degeneration x suck it you can always follow us on social media we are square posting on facebook twitter instagram follow sam if you want to see more of his content this guy are sick at the same places uh, Derek and I are always available. Sam is available. You can tell us by the matching profile picks. Triple H, do you have anything you want to say to close out this podcast? Uh, our Smash Brothers tournament is at the end of this week. Now, if you want to catch me, wrestling superstar Triple H, commentating while <laughs> um, some very interesting people decide to have uh, Pikachu beat the crap out of Jigglypuff, you can 
keep an eye on the group because that will be this Sunday uh, starting at about 11 a.m. This Sunday or next Sunday? Well, not tomorrow, but the Sunday after that. All right. Sounds good to me. Look, All Triple right, H guys. doesn't know dates. No, he doesn't know dates. He knows H's. <laughs> but thank you for I listening. Think.